One of the biggest trash rulings in American history might be overturned. Let's talk about it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. You know, this is why I do this. I love doing this stuff because one of the reasons I do this, believe it or not, it's not like a lot of people listen to this. I do this because when stories like this hit, I I choose to talk about them. And that means I have to read and I have to actually do some research. And that's why I do it. I actually do it just so that I can remain informed and that I am forced to go out and look things up and figure things out. The good news about this is it has taught me to do this with everything, including things I don't talk about when I'm on the podcast or I do the video cast. By the way, there's a new, there'll be a new video out with uh, Matt Walsh's book, uh, Johnny the Walrus. That will be out today. I have to upload it. But that's one of the reasons I do this. And I have never sat back and said, okay, I'm going to read something 98 pages overnight. Like I did, like, well, I didn't read 98, but I read about six, 60 pages. But that's something I wouldn't have done before the podcast, and I wouldn't have understood what exactly happened. Last night, leaked a leaked draft of the ruling Mississippi versus Dobbs was, re- was leaked by someone in the Supreme Court. Um, it was leaked to Politico, so you know it was leaked by some sort of leftist uh, activist on the court. A lot of people are saying it was uh, probably Sotomayor's court. We're going to find out probably who it is because there there aren't a lot of people and the marshals are now looking to see who leaked. So this story actually has two. One is the ruling, which is huge. But also the second is the leak itself. The leak is, this is bad. This is the first time, I think, in history that something has been leaked. From the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court usually is immune to this kind of crap. But apparently it's not. So now, well, it just shows you how now even the Supreme Court is becoming politicized. That's not good. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go over this. We're going to go over this leak. We're going to go over this draft. And by the way, uh, as of this morning, a lot of people were saying, well, we don't even know if the draft is genuine. We know the draft is genuine now. Uh, John Roberts said today, the draft is genuine, and we're going to find who leaked it, because they, that's not good. Now, the draft is probably going to come out in a couple weeks anyway, and it's going to create the same apocalyptic gnash- gnashing of teeth that it would in two weeks, three weeks, that it is now. But it does have dire consequences. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But first, let's go over the ruling. The ruling was written by uh, Justice Samuel Alito. Apparently, it right now, it appears that what we understand is it is a 5-3 ruling with John Roberts abstaining. He hasn't made a decision on which direction he would go, which, of course, that's John Roberts. He's just kind of a coward. Chances are he's going to be that he's going to be the fourth. It'll be five four because he always seems to rule with the leftists on the on the court. I don't know why he wants to actually keep himself 
in the same team as uh, Sotomayor because she's so stupid. But what we're going to do is uh, I read the I read the entire deal and Politico actually broke it down on some of the more important points. And in order to keep this podcast within somewhere around 30 minutes, uh, I'll just go over those. Ben Shapiro, if you listen to him, Ben Shapiro actually read the entire thing. So he read uh, about 30 pages of it. I'm not going to do that, but I got quite a bit here. Okay, so this is one of the first part. At the time of Roe, 30 states still prohibited abortion at all stages. In the years prior to the decision, about the third of the states had liberalized their laws. So essentially what he's saying is, you know, at the time that Roe v. Wade in 1973, 30 states had banned abortion. It wasn't legal. And and that's going to be important. Okay? That's important because basically throughout our history in the United States, abortion was not legal. And there were extreme limits on it. Now, in the 60s and 70s, we started, and he says this, in the years prior to the decision, about a third of the states had liberalized uh, their laws, but Roe abruptly ended that political process. It imposed the same highly restricted regime regimen on the entire nation, and it effectively struck down the abortion laws of every single state. Now, that, that's important. What he's basically pointing out here is that abortion was never really all that popular. That most states did not like abortion. Most states banned it. And at the time, there was a huge debate in abortion. In the 60s and 70s, people started, you know, basically liberalizing abortion. You can have abortion. That's where you had that safe, legal, and rare kind of argument from the states. But it was a state decision. And that's what the Constitution really pushes. So he's making two points here. The states had this debate. The states were debating. States like California, states like where they had that decision. They could make that decision whether to make abortion legal or illegal. States like Mississippi, they didn't want abortion. They wanted it illegal. States like Texas never wanted abortion. They want, well, obviously, Roe versus Wade. Wade was the was the guy from Texas. The I believe he was the attorney general from Texas. And Jane, D- Jane Roe was the one who was actually suing Texas because she wanted an abortion for whatever reason. I can't remember the, the deal. So this is important in two points. One, historically, the tradition of abortion was never really something that was embraced in the United States. And two, Roe versus Wade ended any type of debate and took away the states took away the state's right to create a laws based on abortion. Okay, the next part here. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and so such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision, including the one on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely, the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. That provision has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, but any such right must be, quote, deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition and, quote, implicit in the concept of ordered liberty, end quote. Okay, this is important too. And this is right, by the way. He says that the rights that the Roe and Casey mention in the Constitution don't exist, and that specific right is privacy. 
So it actually says, it actually says in the due process clause is that everyone has the right to liberty. Okay. The problem with what the court came up with, they saw that as a, uh, which is a due process for liberty. They saw that as a right to privacy. Now that's a problem because privacy is not mentioned in the constitution. You do not, according to the Constitution, you don't have a right to privacy. So basically what he's saying is that the Supreme Court in 1973, and again, Casey, in the 90s, they basically were making up words in the Constitution. You can't do that. And of course, in the nation's history and tradition, no one treated that 14th Amendment to say that there was actually privacy. You had a right to privacy. No one said that ever, ever before. Did it say something like that? The only one that said due process that said that, well, you have a right to due process before you lose your freedom is Dred Scott. Dred Scott started the, uh, which happened after the Civil War, which basically still defined blacks, or before the Civil War, excuse me, defined blacks as property. And that there had to be due process before a slave could be taken away from a slave owner. It was an evil, evil. Uh, it was an evil ruling. And that ruling was eventually, of course, overturned. So, right off the bat, what he's saying is there's no history that this 14th Amendment has been used in this way. And only Roe versus Way, and then eventually Casey used that. Okay, here we go. Let's get to the next point. Roe's abuse of judicial authority. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision was has had damaging consequences. And far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. The per permissibility of abortion and the limitations upon it are to be resolved like most important questions in our democracy by citizens trying to persuade one another than voting. This is huge. This is absolutely correct. The idea here is that the states need to handle this. There, since there is nothing in the the in the Constitution about abortion, specifically about abortion. The Supreme Court has no say. The federal government has no say. Now, this is an important statement because it does something. It returns federalism back. Right now, the federal government is going to... And you, I'm going to read a statement from Joe Biden in a few minutes. The federal government wants to control abortion, and the reason is they want their power. Well, what he's saying is, no, the federal government has no, according to the Constitution, the federal government has no right to do this. So therefore, federalism, we need to return. We need to let the states make the decision and let the states themselves vote on whether this is good. This is a great thing. This is returning us back to 1789 when the Constitution came out, where the states had rights. And the only thing the federal government really could do was solve interstate commerce problems, uh, protect the borders, and make an army. That's really only the only thing the federal government was supposed to do. Everything else was really supposed to be up to the states. Okay, let's read the next part. Or and by the way, this is about a ninety-eight page ruling, so I just picked some things out that uh, Politico really pointed to. 
Ordered liberty sets limits and defines the boundary between competing interests. Roe and Casey each struck a particular balance between the interests of a woman who wants an abortion and the interests of what they term potential life. Roe 410 U.S. at 150, Casey 505 U.S. at 852. But the people of various states may evaluate these interests differently. In some states, voters may believe that abortion rights should be more even more extensive than the right that Roe and Casey recognize. Voters in other states may wish to impose tight restrictions based on their belief that that abortion destroys an, quote, unborn human being, end quote. Mississippi Code, okay, just the Mississippi law, our nation's historical understanding of ordered liberty does not prevent people's elected representatives from deciding how abortion is regulated. Okay, that's great. Uh, that's, a, that's a good, very good point. And what he's doing is he's basically saying some states may like abortion, some states may not. Some states may sit there and say, a majority say, no, we need tighter restrictions on abortion, or we may need, want to outlaw abortion. 60% of the population in the United States right now actually believe Abortion needs to be restricted to the first trimester or the first 12 weeks. The Mississippi law still goes to 15 weeks that you can have an abortion. But most of the people voted their representatives and they believe this. Specifically, the Bible Belt. The Bible Belt, you're talking Florida, Mississippi, Missouri, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, the Dakotas, Utah. They may not want abortion, and they, or they might may want it heavily regulated, and they should have a say in that. If California wants to have abortion a month after the kid is born, then let California make those laws. But let states like Utah, which really is anti-abortion, let those states make decisions based off of a vote. This is a very federalist idea. That, that's all it is. It's really going back to 1789. All right, so let's let's go again here. Um, we have long recognized, however, that star, star dices is not an exonerable command. Star dices is just precedent. Okay, remember how... Okay, well, let me read this and I'll, I'll talk about it. And it is, quote, is star dices is, quote is at his weakest when we interpret the Constitution, end quote, which, again, he cites something else. It has been said that it is sometimes more important that an issue, quote, be settled than it be, uh, be settled than that it be settled right, end quote. And then he, so, but on many other occasions, this court has overruled important constitutional decisions. We include a partial list on the footnote. So, so what he's basically saying here is that stereodices, which, by the way, is was the main argument that uh, the pro-abortion lawyers made during the deal, during the arguments. They're saying that we've overruled plenty of precedents. Stereodices being pre- big word for precedents. Um, we've overruled uh, one of the big ones, and, and he he included in that statement, which I didn't read. About three, one, two, three, four different precedents just in that paragraph where they overruled a precedent. And then he included, if you look at the list, his the actual deal, you, 
It's 98 pages long, but really it's about 40 pages of footnotes. So it really isn't that long. But if you read it, he talks about all the precedents that have been overruled in the past. Dred Scott is one of them. Dred Scott was overruled in 18, in 19 something, or I don't know when it was overruled. I can't remember, but it was eventually one of the most evil precedents in the world over, was overruled. I think it was the 50s. It was Brown versus the Board of Education overruled Dred Scott. I, I think that's what it was. But um, that's what the left keeps pointing at. But what he also says is bad precedents need to be overruled. And here's why. Abortion was never in the Constitution. Privacy was never expressly stated in the Constitution. The right to liberty is not without boundaries. All right? This is one thing that Casey said. I can't remember the exact line, but Casey said, you had the right to uh, determine the existence of the universe and all this garbage. It was a terrible quote. It was a weird quote. But no, that's not the case. You cannot, you cannot live your life as if uh, there's no life around you in the world. And that's basically what they're saying. So there are limits to liberty. The Supreme Court also did not have the science in 1973. I mean, as, as early as 1980, we had test tube babies. So we knew that children were, that babies were actually separate living things at conception. We knew this in 1980. And it, you know, again, it's a real stretch with the privacy thing. Even, even setting privacy, accepting privacy, it's a real stretch to sit there and say, well, you have a right to privacy to kill your baby. Okay, this statement is long, but it, it really is important. Roe was on a collision course with the Constitution from the day it was decided, and Casey perpetuated its errors. And the errors do not concern some arcane corner of the law of little importance to American people rather wielding nothing but raw judicial power. The court usurped the power uh, to address the question and profound moral and social importance that the Constitution unequivocally leaves for the people. <coughs> so not only... This is strong language, by the way. And I don't know if we're going to actually get to the leak. We might talk about that tomorrow simply because this is, is going to take me a while. But that is strong language right there. Not only did the court misinterpret, but they usurped the power of the people. This is strong language. A lot of people say, well, this could change people's minds now that this has been leaked and people, you know, put pressure on the Supreme Court. With this kind of language, I kind of doubt that'll happen now. Because he makes it very clear in just a couple of the things that I've read. He makes it very clear. This is a garbage precedent and we need to get rid of it. And I think I have a hard time believing that five of the Supreme Court justices are going to be so afraid that they're just going to change their minds. All right. That's, I think that's, that's the most important thing. That's the part. So let's get to the next quote here. Neither decision has ended debate over the issue of the constitutional right to obtain an abortion. Indeed, in this case, 26 states expressly asked us to overrule Roe v. Casey and to report, return the issue of abortion to the people and their elected representatives. This court's inability to end debate on the issue should not be have been surprising. This court cannot bring about 
the permanent resolution of a rancorous national controversy simply by dictating settlement and telling people to move on. Whatever influence... Okay, that's that's it. So, so what he's saying here is, um, unlike gay marriage, which the court ruled on, and for the most part, people accepted gay marriage and they moved on. The debate kind of ended. Abortion never had ended. It's been 50 years and they're still arguing about it. And still half the country wants wants this to end. They don't want the nationalization of the abortion debate. So this that's a pretty important statement right there. And the fact that 26 states are arguing this? Wow. Okay. Um, last last statement in this. And again, if you want to read it, go to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I've got a I've got a, a link to the political p- political piece where you can actually download or read the read the uh, uh, read the decision, read the draft. Excuse me, it's not a decision yet. Read the draft. It's not as bad as it sounds. I know ninety eight pages. You might be saying, "Oh, I can't." Yeah, you can get through it. It's not. It's actually quite an easy read. We do not pretend to know how our political system or society will respond to today's decision overruling Roe and Casey. And even if we could foresee what will happen, we would have no authority to let the knowledge influence our decision. That's also a very strong statement, by the way. He's saying, hey, <laughs> you some people are going to like it, some people aren't. We don't know what's going to happen. We, we, it's not our problem. We just have to make the decision. We can do and even if uh, da, 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 we can only do our job, which is to interpret the law, apply longstanding principles of stare dices, and decide which case each case accordingly. We therefore hold the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey must be overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion must be returned to the people and their elective representatives. Okay, so let's let's talk about. We will talk about the leaked message tomorrow. So let's talk first about the White House's response. Okay, so as you can imagine, the left is flipping out. There are already protests. Uh, they're getting kind of, you know, ornery. Uh, they're talking about burning down the Supreme Court. So this is kind of a thing now. This isn't. Uh, this could end up being violent, like it was when uh, Kavanaugh got got put onto the Supreme Court. So, President Biden, the great unifier, released a statement this morning. Quote, We do not know whether this draft is genuine or whether it reflects the final decision of the court. With that critical caveat, I want to be clear on three points about the cases before the Supreme Court. Okay, first off, uh, we do know it's genuine. He may not have known at that time. We do know it's genuine. It is a real draft. John Roberts has said it. We'll talk about that with the leak tomorrow because the leak is 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 horrid uh the as far as um the fight it is is it going to be the final decision we don't know yet it could change but the language is so strong it's going to be the court is going to look cowardly and political if they do change so we'll have to see. And we'll know in two weeks. It's, it's not going to take a month. So continuing with the statement. First, my administration argued strongly before the court in defense of Roe versus Wade. We said that Roe is based on a long, quote, long line of precedent recognizing the 14th Amendment's concept of personal liberty, end quote. 
against government interference. Okay, I wouldn't exactly say they argued strongly. The reason I don't say I think they didn't argue strongly is because the precedent is trash. I don't think they had a strong argument. And the whole personal liberty argument, they changed the words of the Constitution in Roe versus Wade and in Casey. They added meaning. So that's why these rulings are trash. So I don't think they argued strongly, and I don't think they could argue strongly. I just think it was a trash. I mean, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg said Roe versus Wade is trash. She even said she's surprised that it hasn't been overturned. Okay, continue, which shows you that the courts in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, those courts were extremely political. They were There was a lot of activism going on in these courts. I believe that a woman's right to choose is fundamental. Roe has been the law of the land for almost 50 years, and basic fairness and stability of our law demand that it not be overturned. Yeah, it's trash law. Dred Scott was a, a law for 100 years, and that's a trash law too, you know, where blacks are, are basically slaves. So, yeah, it should be overturned. I directed my Gender Policy Council and White House Counsel's Office to prepare options for an administration response to to the continued attack on abortion and reproductive rights under a variety of possible outcomes in the cases pending before the Supreme Court. We will be ready when the ruling is issued. Well, I don't know what he thinks he's going to do. Okay, I, I really don't know what he thinks he's going to do. It's, they ruled, they ruled. Uh, he concluded by saying this, and this, this is actually true, and I don't know why they don't push this except that the federal government or Biden doesn't push this is because Biden wants to keep Roe versus Wade. He wants to keep abortion federalized. He wants to keep basically power. All right. So Biden said on Tuesday, uh, quote, does if the Supreme Court does overturn Roe, it will fall into our nation's elected officials at all levels of government to protect a woman's right to choose. And it will fall on the voters to elect pro-choice officials this November. At the federal level, we will need more pro-choice senators and pro-choice majority in the House to adopt legislation that codifies Roe, which I will work to pass and sign into law. Okay, great, do that. that and that's what she should be saying. Get people to vote. I want the Democrats to use abortion as a, a platform. Do that. So, and by the way, that's exactly what would happen if, if the Supreme Court does overturn this, which I think they're going to. Now, I, I have very little doubt they're going to. So, do this, run on abortion as a platform, run on, on, on having kids murdered after they're born, because 60% of the population doesn't agree with you. Okay, so, what... Um, what is going to happen here? And we'll talk about the leak tomorrow. Um, first off, this, if, if this is all true, if in two weeks we find out that this is the decision, which I believe it is going to be the decision, the states who want abortion will continue with abortions. As a matter of fact, those states will be removed with restrictions. So states like California and New York, they can have late-term abortions. 
it's no longer been defined by the Supreme Court. It's no longer precedence. The states that don't want abortion can ban it. They can flat out ban it or they can put they can put uh, heavy restrictions on it. All that is true. And that's all that's going to happen. California, all the gnashing of teeth out in, uh, in Washington, D.C. today is for nothing. California is not going to ban abortion. New York is not going to ban abortion. About 40 states, there are about 26, 25, four states are not going to ban abortion. They're going to keep abortion. But here's what's going to happen. You're going to see extremes. Like I said, California and New York will probably start supporting a, a form of infanticide where a baby, a botched abortion occurs, and then they can kill the baby. They There is no limits now. States like California have already have on the docket laws that will pay people, pay for room, board, and travel, and abortions for people in states where abortion would be banned. So California is proposing a law right now that spends taxpayer money getting people from, let's say, Mississippi, pay for their flights to California, pay for their board, and then pay for their abortions. Yes, California, run on that. That's a great idea. This is one way to try and increase the population in blue states, because don't forget, blue states are losing their populations. New York has lost a representative. California has lost, I think, two representatives. So they're trying to bring people back. And then you're going to have other things. Ending the filibuster. People want to end the filibuster so they can go in and nationalize a law that makes Roe versus Wade legal in the land. Of course, this is something that would never pass in Congress, especially the coming Congress, especially this Congress and the upcoming Congress. There will be calls to pack the Supreme Court. That's coming so they can resue and have uh, Roe versus Wade put in. People want to add, I think it's three justices or four justices, bring it up to 13. That's already being the filibuster and the packing the court. This is all over Twitter right now. There will be attacks on conservative justices, hit pieces, possible violence. This is prob- the problem with the leak. Um, and there might, there's going to be protests and riots. That's that's coming. There will be protests and riots. Okay. So, but I also think the biggest and most important thing that this does, it puts abortion, I think, on the path that slavery went on to. Slavery was not destroyed. It took a long time to get rid of slavery or dissimilarity. Slave. I think it took a long time to get rid of slavery. I think slavery, yes, it ended in, in after the Civil War, but the segregation and the discrimination, the systemic racism, dare I say it, the systemic racism really lasted for a hundred years. I think this is the... But eventually, that path in the country wore down because everyone knew it was wrong until in 1963. 1963, I think it was, when they had the Civil Rights Act, and you had the Brown versus the Board of Education, which overturned everything. All this stuff began to wear out, and then eventually discrimination and systemic racism in the country died. That's what's going to happen with abortion, because what's going to happen is half the country is going to sit there and say, listen, this is wrong. We're not going to do this. 
they're going to have a national debate. People are going to start, you're going to start seeing what abortions are like. And, and well, here's Fox News. They're saying 26 states are proposing banning abortion if this passes. The national debate will continue and we it will actually wear down the pro-abortion side because the pro-abortion side is evil. Okay, visit my website. Uh, it, the, um, the article that I just said, I'm going to have to edit it a little bit because I, obviously I had far more to talk about than just this. Um, but I also had some great stories to talk about today, but I, I couldn't get to them because I'm already 32 minutes and I haven't even talked about the, the leak yet. And the leak is an important one. I, I think the leak was really bad. So uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and later today, go to Rumble, type in Dumbasses Talking Politics and you'll be able to see the new video I'm going to post up. Or you can even go see the uh, podcast because the podcast is going to be there. Have a good day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.